From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll be hearing from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy a devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, He Acts on Honest Confession. The text is found in Job chapter 33, verses 27 and 28. He looketh upon men, and if any say, I have sinned, and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not, he will deliver his soul from going into the pit, and his life shall see the light. This is a word of truth, gathered from the experience of a man of God and it is tantamount to a promise. What the Lord has done and is doing, He will continue to do while the world stands. The Lord will receive into His bosom all who come to Him with a sincere confession of their sin. In fact, He is always on the lookout to discover any that are in trouble because of their faults. Can we not endorse the language here used? Have we not sinned? sinned personally, so as to say, I have sinned, sinned willfully, having perverted that which is right, sinned so as to discover that there is no profit in it but an eternal loss. Let us then go to God with this honest acknowledgment. He asks no more. We can do no less. Let us plead His promise in the name of Jesus. He will deliver us from the pit of hell which yawns for us. He will grant us life and light. Why should we despair? Why should we even doubt? The Lord does not mock humble souls. He means what He says. The guilty can be forgiven. Those who deserve execution can receive free pardon. Lord, we confess, and we pray Thee to forgive
the midst of this increasingly secularized and materialistic society, multitudes of men, women, and young people seem to have forgotten that they have immortal souls, and that one day they must stand before a holy God and face the ultimate judgment. Despite every effort to banish the reality of death from the mind, the Word of God declares it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. How can a person be ready for that awful day? Is there a way to face God without fear? The great 19th century preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon answered this question in a powerful sermon entitled, Preparing to Meet God. Let the Bible Speak now offers a booklet published by the Trinitarian Bible Society, which contains this vital message under the title, Preparing to Meet God. In addition to the sermon text, the publication contains a brief biographical sketch of Spurgeon's life, as well as a schedule for reading the Bible through in a year, all contained in an attractive, conveniently sized booklet. To obtain your copy, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of Preparing to Meet God, and we'll be happy to provide it. Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, the Apostle Paul wrote, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. As he commences a message called The Spirit's Primary Work in the Christian Dr. Cairns explains of what the things God had given us consist, and how the Holy Spirit makes these things real in the experience of God's people. As he will explain, an understanding of this text 
is vital to everything in the Christian life. Now Dr. Cairns begins this message called The Spirit's Primary Work in the Christian. This morning I want to direct your attention to a verse which in some of our past studies I have underlined as being of very, very signal importance to the people of God in the study of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12 says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. We have received the Spirit of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. This second chapter of 1 Corinthians is a powerful statement of the inspiration and the authority of the apostolic message. As you read down this chapter, you will discover that Paul speaks about the wisdom of the Spirit. Indeed, the block of verses from 7 to 11 major in that theme, the wisdom of the Spirit. And that is a description that Paul is giving of the content of the gospel which he preached. Paul was always at pains that men would understand that the gospel that he preached was not after man, as he put it in Galatians 1, 11 and 12. It was not after man. He did not receive it from man. He was not taught it by man, but he received it by divine, direct, definite, and supernatural revelation from the Spirit of God. So he refers to this gospel as the wisdom of the Spirit. It's a very good name for it, a good description. You see, as uh, we read here, what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? When you look at this on a human level, who knows you, the real you? the inner you, the depths of your being. Who really knows, as one commentator put it, uh, the, the cause for the sigh or for the smile? Who can get to the depths of a knowledge of your motives, your feelings, etc.? None but the spirit of the man himself can get to the depths of that man's being. And so when we take this truth and we apply it to God, who knows the things of God? As the end of the chapter put it, who hath known the mind of the Lord? Who has instructed God Almighty? Who can get to the depths of the being and the purpose and the mind and the wisdom of God? None but the Spirit of God. God the Holy Spirit, the word here is searcheth the deep things of God. That is a word that is used to give us the, the idea that he enters in to all the infinite depth and fullness of God. 
And since he knows the entirety of God's mind, the entirety of God's purpose, and the entirety of God's wisdom, the Holy Spirit it is then who communicates that mind and his purpose of grace in the revelation of the gospel to the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul says, uh, uh, verse 9, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. You'll not find the truth about God's provision of grace in uh, Buddhism, Islam, or any other religion of man. You'll not find it in any philosophy that man has ever dreamed up. It hath not occurred to the mind of man. This is what Paul is saying. But he says, God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. So often these words are taken as descriptive of heaven. Well, you can apply them that way if you wish. I have no doubt that they are true, that I hasn't seen their ear heard, etc. But this is not speaking of heaven. This is speaking of the gospel. This is why I believe in revealed religion. I cannot ever abandon my faith in revealed religion to trust in the notions and the philosophies of rationalism of one description or another. Because I have the statement of the Holy Ghost, if I abandon my soul to the thoughts of men, if I give up my soul and my trust to the thinking of men, then I have this statement that the mind of man can never come to know the truth about salvation except by divine revelation. I believe in a revealed religion. Paul was strong to emphasize that he preached the wisdom of the Spirit. In Ephesians 3, verses 3 and 4, he wanted the people there to understand that he had a special knowledge, not an opinion, not a theory, not so many principles and lessons that he had learned. No, he had a knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Why? Because he had the wisdom of the Spirit. But you know, the Holy Ghost provided not only the wisdom in general in this revelation, he went much further. And you'll notice in verse 13, Paul speaks of the words of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost gave a revelation of the gospel, but he gave it in precise words. The inspiration that the apostles enjoyed was verbal. It was right down to the very words that they used. And again and again as you study the New Testament, you will find that the choice of the word is so precise and so exact that oftentimes the entire argument, the entire force of the argument depends on the very word that is chosen. And I think I'll show you as we go on the precision and the importance even of some of the words which Paul is using in this portion of Scripture. Every word is stamped with divine authority and divine truth. 
and therefore important. Then he comes to the work of the Spirit. The wisdom of the Spirit is the gospel. The words of the Spirit, the vehicle of absolute truthfulness and authority with which the gospel message is conveyed to men. And now the work of the Spirit, it's twofold. Verse 13, he teaches. Now, Paul is speaking here of revelation. This is his work in teaching the apostles. What was he teaching? Well, he was doing what our text says. He was making them know the things that are freely given of God. But he goes further, and there's illumination. The Holy Spirit <clears throat> inspired the apostles, but he doesn't inspire you and me. We are not inspired. To hear some preachers preach, you'd think they were inspired. And to hear some cults and read their literature, you'd think they were inspired. Well, there is no inspiration now. But there is, thank God, illumination, and this is the ongoing work of the Spirit of God. Let's look at verses 13 and 14. The Holy Ghost inspired the apostles, and the apostles taught the believers what he had taught them. Notice verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, neither can he know them, uh, because they are spiritually discerned. Now, these things that Paul was teaching, what were they? The things that he was teaching in verse 13 are the things that the Holy Ghost made him know in verse 12. Paul says, we have received the Spirit that we might know the things that are freely given us of God. And these things that are freely given us of God, Paul teaches to the believers in verse 13. And I want you to notice that these are called, in verse 14, the things of the Spirit of God. And I want you to notice furthermore that these things are spiritually discerned. They're discerned by the ministry of the Spirit in the lives of God's people. Now let me put it all together. Verse 12 speaks very strictly in context of the apostles and the inspiration they received. But in the light of what follows, I can only reach one conclusion. The Holy Ghost taught them that they might know the things that are given them of God. They taught the believers those very same things. And those things can only be spiritually discerned in the life of a Christian. Therefore, while verse 12 strictly is speaking of the apostles, it contains a truth for every Christian. We may take these words with confidence, therefore, and we can apply them to our own hearts. We have received the Spirit of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now I want you to look at that very, very carefully. A lot hangs in this verse. Indeed, I don't think it's too much for me to say that the happiness of every Christian here depends on understanding with the heart the meaning of this verse. 
I am not going too far when I say that your effectiveness for God, your usefulness to the church of God, your joy in the salvation of God, your growth in grace, your knowledge of Christ, everything in your spiritual life ultimately is going to depend upon your knowledge experimentally of 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. I refer to this verse as the Holy Ghost's primary work in the Christian. The Holy Spirit's primary work in the Christian. If you can cast your, back, your mind back to the last study I did in this series from the Gospel of John, I spoke of the Holy Spirit as the revealer of Christ and said that that was the central theme of his whole ministry. Well, this is a particular aspect, an extension of that thought. And it's absolutely vital to the people of God. And yet, I say, I, I said this before, and I have checked a lot more since I first said it. I say this, that despite the importance of this, I have never yet come across a book that is written on the person and work of the Holy Spirit where there is any slight attention paid to the text that we're looking at this morning. It seems to me incredible that something that is of such vital significance should be so overlooked in all the treatises and all the sermons that I have been able to come across on the person and work of the Holy Spirit. We're going to consider three things in the text this morning. In its context, we're going to think first of the ministry of the Spirit according to this text. That's going to be the bulk of our study today. The ministry of the Spirit according to this text. And then in this portion, I want us to think of the mind of the saints. These two things are so interlocked, there can be no separation of the ministry of the Spirit from the mind of the saints. And then, the means that the Spirit uses to get this through to our minds, the means of the Scriptures as they're set out here for us. The Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, founded by Dr. Alan Cairns. Let the Bible Speak is also heard in many parts of the world through the international radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak, produced in Northern Ireland. The Free Presbyterian Church stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers on the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the church. For further information about the Free Presbyterian Church, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408. Or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. 
Also, we encourage you to visit the website of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America at www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we let the Bible speak. (music) 